0: Welcome to vets to pm's military transition academy podcast, the show where we discuss how to succeed in transitioning from the military service to the civilian workforce. This show and the academy it represents helps veterans transition into meaningful, lucrative post-service careers. Your primary host is Eric Doc Wright, PhD, certified manager, military veteran serial founder, best-selling business author, philosopher, linguist, and coach. Your other host is Jeremy Burdick, project management professional, scrum master, product owner, and retired Air Force chief, and the current COO of Vesta PM and the Professional Development Unit University, where we will interview veterans successful in corporate America and business to bring you nuggets of wisdom every episode to make you more successful. Next, let's introduce today's guest we have two guests today one james a Feltz, is accomplished coach facilitator and guide with over 15 years of experience helping leaders optimize performance to achieve positive results through mentorship his purpose is to assist veterans with marketing themselves and their businesses james prides himself on helping others and making him the perfect match for mentorship and coaching as a guide he's worked with teams individuals and leadership on their transformations both large and small he believes in the importance of transforming to build a necessary skill to clarify your message, and people will listen. James, retired from the Army, is now the COO for Joint Task Force 214 LLC and a host for the Lounge with Legends TV show. Our second guest, Marty Martinez, is a brand and marketing strategist who partners with CEOs, executives, and solopreneurs to grow their personal and professional brands human to human through the power of story spending nearly a decade working on marketing for the United States Army in the Pentagon with Army G8 a multimillion dollar defense contractor and startups marty knows what truly drives conversations sold out launches and how to land big interviews and it's not mastering the marketing flavor of the week it is how well you connect with the heart beating people you are trying to help and communicate your understanding back to them Marty's landed coverage in print broadcast outlets around the world, including The Washington Post, Stars and Stripes, and CNN. He's also in the best selling book, How to Speak Civilian Fluently, and his own articles have been featured in Shift Magazine, Heart of Hollywood, and his new business development book that's scheduled for release in 2022. In addition to his extensive strategic planning and marketing experience, Marty is a trained business and marketing coach with his company, Joint. Task Force 214, where he serves as a CEO and host of Lounge with Legends TV show. He's also retired U.S. Army. I'm excited for this show. It's a lot coming at you really fast, so be prepared with that pause button or the rewind as we get this underway.
1: So hey, you guys, I'm, uh, you know, I I was on your podcast about this time last year, probably, um, and you guys have a like legit, you're you talking about all these tools and stuff you guys are using while like to do your podcast. So, tell me about tell me about where your podcast is at, man. So it's been about what two years now. You guys been doing it. So like followers, impact, like what are you guys hearing on the street?
2: Yeah, so we're in year two right now, um, and it's been amazing. And we've actually learned so much from ourselves and about ourselves from our guests. Uh, as we have, this, we just had a, a, a really good conversation, literally like 45 minutes ago, uh, followers were up to, I guess, across all the platforms, we're, we're closing in on 30,000. Um, and, and so, yeah. And so in on LinkedIn, we're starting to grow and blow up as well. So as we're finding our people, we're finding our niche, our podcast is growing. And so uh, we're still having fun doing it. And I think that's the most important thing. The impact is that people are reaching out. And James can mention, he's, um, we've had people reach out and say that the show is really helping, which is what we wanted
1: to do. You know, that's amazing. So, uh, Marty, as you and I have, you know, our friendship has deepened over the last couple of years. I mean, we share like lots of books and lots of TEDx talks and stuff. Speaking of which, congratulations, you two, on landing a TEDx talk, by the way.
3: That was That's all cool. James. It all
1: grown up, man. Look well, at that. No,
3: I got to, you know what? Before we get really started, Doc, I got to be like you. So I got to represent our logo as well. And our, Amen, our brother. Desires. Look at that. Yes, sir. Ah. Yes, sir. I don't know. Yeah, you know, what we found out, you know, really about that synergy and being, you know, Marty has helped me step out of my fear and actually say, why aren't you doing this? And he, he honestly, it was kind of a dare, kind of like the 10 mile run. And he said, why aren't you doing this? I said, I don't know. I don't have a good reason. I'm scared. And he, that's not good enough for Marty. So Marty being Batman, he is, he holds Robin accountable. Push. He pushed the button said, hit send. I said, okay. So I did it.
1: You know, same same kind of uh, development story with Burdick and I, man. So, you know, people said, hey, you got to write a book. I said, yeah, whatever. I, f- For 10 years, people were on my ass to write a book. Finally wrote a book and it helped with the business and revenue and, you know, helped g- turn audience members into fans. Uh, we'll talk about fans in a second too. But, and then, you know, Burdick's like, hey, got to do a podcast, got to do a podcast, got to do a podcast. He left me to my own supervision, right? No adult supervision. And like, I'm like, dude, it's too technical. I don't want to like, it's going to distract me. It's going to whatever. And he's like, dude, we're going to do a podcast. And I said, okay, we'll do a podcast. Let's do 12 episodes. He said, no way, man. Right? No way. We're going to do 214 episodes. I'm like, you're going to do what? And he's like, yeah, dude, at 215, we can assess whether we're stopping or not. And I'm like, okay, that's why you're the chief and I'm not the chief. And so here we are at I don't know how many episodes we are in, but man, we're getting... 60 listens and downloads a month. Like, we've been doing it for seven months. Like, I, I cannot believe the reception. And yeah. it's all because Burdick was looking in the crystal ball and said, right, get your ass out of bed and get out. You know, like the old sergeant with PT, right? Hey, man, you got five minutes. Get outside, dude. It's dark. Get your ass outside and get on the line, and let's get after this. Amazing. Amazing. Right.
0: That's right. Just yeah, do it. It's
1: it's
2: funny you mentioned PT because it, it's very similar to PT. The Sometimes... The most difficult part of PT are the steps you take from your bed to the front door.
1: That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah, I heard. I read. Listening to this other uh, uh, author talk about uh, there's it's a five second rule. Like do the countdown, just like a, a you know rocket blasting off. Five, four, three, two, one. Do it. Like don't think about it. If if you last that six second, your brain is going to tell you why you shouldn't do it, and then you just won't. Like it'll come up with these weird excuses. So uh, tell me about the hat what's a legend. Like, give it to me. Now I'm gonna go get my hat.
3: Well, Marty has the, the actual background on the, on the legends hat, but we actually, this is a, our, one of our final products, right, Marty? Right. So we started out, you can explain to him, Marty, this. I'll be the model for you. So we started out with this one.
2: So we started out with that one. I said, that's just way too long. We love hashtag be legendary, which is way too long. So then James went back to the drawing board and got this one. And I said, well, it's the show is lounge with legends. But just like we talk about, James and I are not the legend. When Doc was on the show, Doc is the legend. We're merely allowed, we're merely providing a microphone so that you can reach our listeners to help. So therefore, whoever's on the show is the legend. Therefore, whoever's wearing the hat is the legend. So you're the one, you're the star, and you need to be the star of your own life. And at the end of every single episode, the only pre-planned question we ever have is, you've served, you've sacrificed, you've done so much for our great nation. What does freedom mean to you? So our hashtag is freedom means. So inside each ball cap is freedom means. Um, And that's so you can see that it's in there. So it's freedom means with...
1: uh, the legend. How cool um, is that? So, Jeremy, what's freedom mean to you, brother? They asked me on the last time I was on the podcast. Let's let's ask you, bro.
0: Oh man, golly, I wish I would have prepped for that. Just ah. to tell, what what is? I mean, to me, I guess this the snap judgment is the ability to decide in the morning what I'm going to do that day or what I want to accomplish without the influence of some above tasking you know what i mean like without the rigid lines of you'll go do mission this is how you'll do it and this is the outcome product i get to be kind of the keeper of that borderline what and you know if james even said it in the beginning like fear is probably my biggest restrictor like that's going to be the only thing that stops me from doing me so i guess that to me is what freedom is, is the the right and the ability to choose what I want to do when the sun goes down tonight.
1: Know, that can be pretty liberating and scary all at once, right? We talk yeah. to vets. I mean, you guys talk to vets on the on the lounge with ledges all the time, man. Like the day you step out of uniform, it it's a it's a ledge you're looking over, man. Like you're the boss of you now. You live where you want to live. You go where you want to go. You do for a living what you want to do for a living. Like, nobody's got a plan for you. Here's how you go E1 to E9. Here's how you go O1 to O10. That's some scary stuff, man. But once you, you know, like they say about a roller coaster, when you're screaming, is it excitement or is it complete fear? I don't know. At that, at that split second when the clack, clack, clackety clack stops and the drop starts, like, it's both and the line is right. blurred, right? You can't tell what it is, but it's exhilarating nonetheless. That's that's kind of like that that moment, right? Right. Hey, I just transition. What the hell do I do now? <laughs>
0: that's right.
2: And so that's why we talk a lot on our show and during a lot of the, uh, the talks that we have is you have to break down getting out of the military as a transition and as a transformation. The transition is the process in which we need to do to get things out. That's, the military is going to set you up for that. They're going to give you a checklist so that you can get that final stamp and clear CIF. I don't know what they call it in the Navy, but get that stamp that you're good. You're out. And you're going to go to these classes where here's your resume class. And here's it. It's a process. The transformation, that's the brain housing group. That's the mind trash that you have up here where you're dealing with the imposter syndrome because you got out at this rank. can't I think I deserve this job. Well, you deserve, you deserve nothing. You gotta earn it. And then how do you stack up to it? And then again, flipping the table so that you say, okay, you got out as a battalion commander. Do you think you can walk in and be a C-suite somewhere? Absolutely. Okay, would you trust that C-suite to lead your infantry battalion of Marines to go storm that beach well hell no why not well they don't know x y and z what makes it any different so it's having that tr- honest conversation with yourself about ha- taking an ex- uh, expectation management and appetite suppressant on what your transition and transformation is going to be as you move to the next evolution and i think the marines use that term a lot and i love it because it's an evolution as you go through the chapters of your life
1: mm, yeah Man. So well. speaking of speaking of chapters of your life and and you know people listening to podcasts and stuff. So you mentioned uh Marty, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago our peeps, right? So I just watched for like the 97th time in my life, Seth Godin's TEDx talk about speaking of TEDx talk because you guys prepare, by the way. So congrats on that. But he was talking about tribe and he was talking about Kevin Kelly's 1,000 Raving fans, right? Like and, and a lot of business owners I coach. I, you don't need five million customers. Right. you're wasting your time, effort, marketing, heart, like all that stuff. Go find a thousand people who dig what you dig, who had life changing experience through you know your products and services, and get them to go tell a thousand buddies. They're yeah, going to be yeah. far more persuasive than you ever would be. And you do that a couple thousand times. Kevin Kelly does the math. You do it a couple thousand times. Each customer's worth a couple hundred bucks. I mean, lather, rinse, and repeat a million times, you're a millionaire. A billion times, you're a billionaire. Three a million, billion times, right. you're a billion, billion mare. I mean, like, it's, it's simple arithmetic. So how do you guys identify the peeps? Like, who are you talking to and who are you reaching? And does that help you determine who to bring on the podcast?
2: Yeah, so... It- it kind of goes back to your content development as well. I mean, having a plan for what you're going to put out and uh, you just can't grab any schmo off the street and hope it works. We've done that. We've tried, you know, just because they're a big name doesn't mean they're going to resonate.
1: I know. That's why I produced the lowest number of views for your guys' podcast. See what happens. (laughs) But you guys learned a lesson, right? That's good. AAR shit.
3: But you had you on too early, Doc. That was what
1: we, We, um,
2: no, but you got to figure out what, what your people want then you then you basically it's it's audience curation for your brand who are they what do they want what do they need and then you continue to deliver that when you do that that's when you create the super fans and the other thing is constantly delivering value now that you've curated your audience mm-hmm. for that appeal that are appealing um, that your brand appeals to now you can start to create the super fans. You're delivering the value. It's what they need. You're solving the problem. And once you stop obsessing over their problems, then they'll stop listening to you. But as you're talking about what resonates with them, that's when they're going to become your super fans and tell their friends, and their friends tell their friends, like you're saying, Doc.
1: You know, what's amazing is listening to you guys talk, man. I meet you two, three years ago. You guys are getting out of the Ranger Bat, the Battalion Commanders, like all that stuff. That's what you sounded like, those guys. Yeah. And the reality is nobody in corporate America knows nor gives a shit what any of that stuff means. They have right. no idea what that means. I mean, I'm impressed as shit, but they're not. So listen to you two years later, though, man. You're using the words. You're learning the language. You're talking the the Lingo, I mean you and James just went to the you guys went to the podcast fest like I'm I'm just so encouraged and invigorated and motivated by the transformation that you two have went through during your transitions to be where you're at now. And you did it in such a short amount of time, man. I mean, you know, hats off literally, right? Like nothing but impressive, lads. Nothing but impressive. It's
2: and, but it's, it's still, it's still, a pro, I'm still going through it. And like, it's difficult for me if I'm being honest because of the fact that I haven't completely left the matrix, right? I'm an active duty military spouse. My wife is in the war college. We're doing this. We still have to deal with PCS and all this other stuff. And while she's in the war college, it's not uncommon. You can ask James, it's not uncommon for her to go, Hey, from geopolitical security perspective what do you think about this and how does that apply to the dying principle and so because of the fact that i lived this you know these tough problems for 10 years i have to roll right back into it and then re- re- you know talking about because i still read the economist foreign affairs i'm taking all this stuff and giving it back to her but what i'm better able to do now is compartmentalize and know when to tear up the rheostat and when to turn it back down.
1: Yeah,
2: And how, and so the biggest thing we tell people is don't jettison your military experience and your life lessons, but also don't dwell on it. You got to find the balance. So that's why our course, we call it the lead gen generals course, right? If you're in business, you know what lead gen is, lead generation. We took lead and turned it into an acronym. Why? Because we're in the freaking army for 28 years. Everything's an acronym. So LEAD is how do you get a laser focused mindset, employ uh, military superpowers and a business success, achieve speed through deliberate, decisive action, dominate your market. That's everything they taught us in the military. Our military planning principles are still there. Mission analysis, mission planning, mission execution, mission assessment. brother. that's
1: business. But now the mission is kicking the door in on profitability, right? The right. door is kicking it in on and reaching your customers and knowing who they are now you help. Them. I mean, that's that's incredible. And oh, by the way, so let's extend that even more, right? Like I know they don't teach you pocket square game coming out of tap class. And I don't mean that disparaging. I mean I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, like I didn't even know how to fold a pocket square. And then I learned like the best fold you could have is the rose, like you just take yeah. it and stick it in your hand and stick it in your pocket. It's like not, not even a fold. Yeah. So James, dude, Look at the sport coat, got camouflage on it. He's got like the pocket square and stuff. Like, how did you guys like what resources did you guys start consulting early and often during your transformative transition process to like learn about a pocket square? To like, how do you fold a pocket square? Why would you fold a pocket square? What the hell's a pocket square? Why would I wear one? Like what what kind of little little bitty, you know, finishing touches? Have you guys picked up in addition to that you that
3: you really dig or recommend? So for me it was pretty simple. I was playing catch up, right? Marty comes into my life back into my life. He's already wearing bespoke suits. He's wearing Gucci. He's got all this name brand stuff. I'm over there like wearing camouflage pants and a t-shirt, right? So for me, it was the he, Marty had a conversation with me he said, "Look, you are the brand. We we are the brand. We are going to represent and be who we are." Like Back in uh, the military, we called it FM, what, 22 Army leadership, be no do. He said, Good. you're going to be you're exactly who you're supposed to be. You're going to know how to do it. And you're going to be that example for those others to follow. So the thing is, before we get too far down, though, I got to say this plug, not saying if anybody from the War College is uh, watching, he's not writing any of her papers. She's doing all her <laughs> own work. Okay, let's get that out and make sure that's Sounding announced. boards. Sounding boards. that out there, right? But, you know, with that being said <laughs> – it's so key. And this is the same thing that you all are doing, Doc. It's the same thing. It's, you're not alone. I went alone at this for many, many years. I left active duty prior to, to Marty. I was on a 15-year exit plan, exit from life. I was just in existence. What happened was Marty reenters my life. He says, brother, what are you doing? Why did you stop reading? Why do you stop caring? What are you doing? And he woke me up. And he, taught, he uses the acronym R.E.S.T. all the time. It's his acronym, you know, read, exercise, what is it, sleep, think. He said, you're not doing any of these. The only thing you might be doing is sleeping, but you're probably not even sleeping that great. So I basically had to listen to him, get back into the books, learn. I had to get back into the books and network, meet people, get out here and be alive. I was the worst real estate agent you've ever met. I didn't tell anybody I was a realtor. You're not going to sell any houses if nobody knows what you're doing. Probably so not. For me, it was finding the right mentor, finding the right battle buddy, finding the right uh, accountability partner. That's what the difference has been for me.
1: Okay, so transformative transition. So pocket squares or scarves, ladies, really up your game, right? Wear the conservative colored suit, wear the conservative wingtip shoes, bring your flair in your pocket square and your socks and like whatever, right? That way you say to the hiring manager, hey, look, man, I got game. I can get you civilian cats, but I also can be conservative. The second thing, I heard you say bespoke suit, right? So for for those of you, I, uh, I, my bud, good buddy uh, Eugene talks about bespoke all the time, right? The alpha male. But what he's talking about is, man, you can take a suit off the rack at JCPenney and you can get it tailored. And when you get it tailored, it'll look like a much more expensive suit, right? Um, a bespoke suit, handmade, hand tailored, like you can tell because the stitching along the collar, right? You don't have to buy a $5,000 suit to get that. You buy a $1,500 suit and get that. So just a couple ways that hiring managers like pick up that you're paying attention to what they know and it makes you look like them and familiar to them, right? The other thing, network, okay? The other thing, get mentors. The other thing, get accountability partners. So there's like a half a dozen things that Marty and James just dropped on you that give you just a little extra edge when you're sitting in the interview. Just anything that makes you more memorable than the 19 other cats they interviewed before they went to lunch might be the thing that iced the cake. I'm not saying it'll be the only thing that gets you the gig, but you never know what they'll remember, right? And that's what you're going for is how do I be memorable, right? How do I be that purple squirrel
3: they're looking for? You gotta be ready, Doc. You forgot one thing that I said. I said book and read, didn't I? That's right. That's right. You gotta and get it. You to gotta read. do it. Well, uh,
2: as for speaking for books, if you're looking at the right book to read, I think the best one that I read was Chris Voss Never Split the Difference. And I I did I did was a lead negotiator in Iraq for 18 months. Um I didn't realize that it was preparing me for job interviews. And what I mean is as you're talking about, as you, as you read, Chris Foss never split the difference. There's things you can do during a job interview, labeling, mirroring as you go through and then position yourself as the product that they're looking for. And this is now getting into Donald Miller, um, the, uh, marketing made simple, book where he talks about hey look if you're going for a job interview you need to be a value driven professional think about how are you going to deliver five times the worth of what they're hiring you for so if i'm hiring you for 50k how am i going to deliver five times that value and then articulate the star method is great a story is better if you can do that because the pain is the pitch and they have a problem and they're looking for someone to solve the problem, position yourself as the hero or the guy to solve their problem.
1: That's right. And that, and that focuses on the results they're looking for because we have a tendency to do that. On Look at your EPRs, your NCRs, your OER, whatever your service calls them. And there's all kinds of effort, effort, effort. Hey, 300 headcount, $5 million property book, right. $49 million in arms equipment and ammunition, blah, blah, blah. Anybody would have done that stuff on the same billet. I mean, I'm not saying it's not important. What I'm saying is, what did you do with it that made you different than everybody else who had that same kind of command control effort? What were the results you produced for that organization? That's what makes you valuable. And you can ask for a $250,000 a year salary if you bring them $9 million in revenue. They're not even gonna bat an eye. But like Marty said, you gotta make sure that the value you bring them is far bigger than the S that you're asking them for. That's simple, You know, less than, greater than, a basic arithmetic operation, right? Like the, the V has to be much bigger than the S.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, if, if you look at it like this, you have value and you deserve to be paid what you're worth. But you have to be able to articulate that. And that's the game where you can start say, hey, I was in charge of this arms room. So what? What does that mean? Because you're most likely not getting try- uh, hired to guard an arms room or something. What does that mean in the business world? And that accountability. So how do you that's where you have to really do your research and look at what job am I going after? What are they looking for? And the best thing is give it back to them. If they're looking for this, rephrase, repurpose, but use their words to solve their problems. That's part of the mirroring that they're going to go, Wow, this Eric guy interviews really well. I like him. <laughs> you're, you're, it's a mirror,
0: they're right? not they're they're not even gonna see it coming. <laughs> because right. you're, you're using the same ammunition and just flipping it, and I love it. I think that's great. I mean, there was a couple acronyms in there that I uh, just want to make sure the listeners caught on to. Uh, one of them was Lead. Is that right? Yes. So what say that? Say what that one is again. So Lead is
2: our is, is our solution for marketing. Uh, but it works well for transitioning veterans away. So you get a laser-focused mindset. What do you, keep your eye on the ball, right? If you're a baseball player. Employ military success into business, uh, military superpowers into business success. Don't jettison what you've learned. We, we did a PDF, I think we shared it with Doc. Top five business lessons learned from U.S. Army Ranger School. Planning, recon, security, control, common sense. Got me a go in Florida phase, and mountain phase. Got me that job as well. That's how you employ military superpowers of business success. Achieve speed through deliberate, decisive action. Make a plan, stick to it, make it important. Then you can dominate the market. You can dominate the market because you come in knowing what your target is and how you're going to achieve it.
0: No, that's great.
1: And that's a a thing too, Marty, that I think is so, uh, some of the nuances that is just get started thousand step journey starts with the first step right like jeremy's talking about just get your ass out of bed at at one i'm getting out of bed five four three two one bang like not even thinking i'm just moving because you you got to take that first step right and you 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 can adjust fire later i mean we grew up like that that's perfectly legit you don't have to have a hundred percent solution right out of the gate you just have to move out draw fire see what happens then adjust. In project management, in business, they call that the minimally viable product. Right. Create something enough, be just enough that you walk in there and wow them at the interview and they say, wow, but cool. Tell me about the what. What didn't you hear? What didn't you see? What am I missing? What would right. you have liked to have seen or heard? They'll tell you. It may not happen in an interview, but you can use it in the next one, right? Right. And I think
2: part of this too is that understanding your worth and the problems that you're going to solve and articulate that in your elevator pitch Mo- all too often we make the elevator pitch about ourselves when we should make it about that person and that problem we're solving so it's hey what do you do well you, you ever have those days when you're just like yeah right you want to get that first guess and then well that's what i do i do x y and z oh so you've given them a problem then you solved it. And then you've introduced yourself. That's, that's the art to crafting an elevator pitch. So that way in the room, they remember you. And then if you can put that down to a one-liner, James and I, we help veteran entrepreneurs and small business owners increase their marketing reach and revenue through the power of story. You know exactly what I do. You know who my avatar is. And oh, by the way, that's on my email. That's on my business card. Is after you're done with a networking event, you're going to have a pocket full of business cards. And you're like, I
1: don't remember this Marty guy. Oh, Eric. Yes. I remember him because it's there. And the power of that is, yes, it's my elevator pitch. Yes, it's about me. But it's not for me. It's right. for the person I say it to. Because when you say that, that's I just asked, what do you do? And you gave it back to me. And I'm like, wait a minute. I need some of that good stuff. If, right. if, if your avatar hears that sine wave in the message that you're sending, they'll respond. And now you're solution selling. They say, oh my God, Marty, I need some of that. I didn't sell you a thing. I just right. happened to send the right signal and you picked it up because I knew that's the frequency you would be on, right? Yeah, that's what Dan Pink calls Dan Pink calls
2: that entering the conversation that's already occurring in their mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's good. I just read his uh, – he's got a master class. So yeah. He puts out. It's it's pretty good.
3: I'm disappointed in Marty, though. You know, he brings up Daniel Pink, but he forgot to bring up Vanilla Ice. Yes, <laughs> ice. There's a problem. Yo, I'll solve it. What happened?
2: That's what I tell people. So the elevator pitch, you want to be like Vanilla Ice. That's right. Give them the problem. Yo, I'll solve it. So give them the problem and solve it. Don't keep that open story loop solve the problem and then you give them another problem and that's that's marketing as well and if you think about as you're transitioning you're marketing yourself so as you close one story you've just created another problem so you need to solve that problem now as you're as you're talking and having these discussions that increases your value that increases the wow these guys are good i need this guy
0: so like, OK, so now we've got we've got a lot of uh, listeners that are about to transition and they wonder, OK, that sounds good. Where do I start? How do I figure out what I like to do or what I'm even good at? What do you guys suggest for that? Some self-discovery.
2: Yeah, you want to take that one, James? You want me to start?
3: Uh, you know, for me, it's it's it goes back to you got to fight, find the other folks that have already gone through the transformation already. Don't find the buddy that's going through the transition with you. Because what happens is we sit there and we think that the end point is the the finish line. We transition out of the middle. I'm finished. No, the race has just begun, man. You're about to enter the life of this journey of life, right? After post-military. So you got to have a plan. And the worst that I see, the worst thing I can see is folks that have mentors that are You know, you're picking your left and right instead of folks that have already gone through the journey. So it's so important to get those mentors, those guides to help you guide you through the process. For me, it's about the guide. Uh, I'm sure Marty's going to talk about reading. There's a, a lot of books out here, a lot of resources that you need to get your hands on. And then go get the training and the certificates that are required for the position or job that you want. And don't take the path of least resistance. I did that. It was a failure for me. I wasn't ready. I became a state trooper. It was not a pretty sight. So you want to get those folks that have actually experienced that transition. Don't go go to somebody for advice that's just transitioned last year. They have not transformed yet. Trust me. So anyway.
1: what are some good red flags to help you 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 lads pick out the mentors you should put and hit your wagon to? How do you know which ones are about you, the person? Like like back to back back to Marty's statement. Hey, here's what I do. Hey, but I'm a veteran business. Hey, I, I need marketing. Hey, I need this. I need that. I just heard myself in your statement, in your elevator pitch. So how do you help me? How do you know what voices to listen to in the woods when it's dusk? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. it's it, Part of it is just being attuned to the environment, going through again getting the reps in to find those people that 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 you can help, that help, can help you. Because we all need help and we all can help others. Mm-hmm. But... Is, is listening and saying, okay, because there's people that, there's also people that we talk about wants and needs. Uh, I know what they need, but that's not what they want. And mm-hmm. if there's going to be too much pushback on either end, then just you got to walk away, right? Uh, and then that, that's dealing with the mentor as well. If they, if they really want me to do this, but that's maybe that's not what I need. I don't know. But then sometimes you're looking for a mentor for a reason. Maybe that's uncomfortable. You got to get a comfortable, uh, um, being uncomfortable. So it's being attuned to, to finding those right people that are going to say, yeah, that's right. I get it. And, and can help you. Uh, yeah. with, but again, it goes back to, to to really just doing, looking at yourself. And figuring out what you want to do and the question that kicked this off was you know how do you do that transition And it's i do the venn diagram right the, the olympic rings as one of my colonels said is was like 2am and he couldn't figure out what a venn diagram was so he said the olympic rings but that's what it looks like so what do you what do you love you know what are you good at and what can you get paid for and in the middle try to figure out how you can figure that out that's nirvana, right? but there's going to be the outside loops. Okay. They're going to be good enough. But if you can focus on that, you take the time so that you can say, okay, I really love fishing, but I'm not that good at it. And I'm probably not going to get paid for it. Well, that's probably going to stay on the outer rig of, you know, things you love. Golf is for me, right? I love golf, but I hate it at the same time because I stink at it. So I'm not going to put that in the middle. So doing that that hard look at yourself and saying, okay, what am I good at? What's going to put food on the table? Especially if you're married and you're getting out, you know, because Peter Pan's got to grow up. I got a family to care for. What's going to do where I'm not miserable every single day of my job?
1: Yep. That's good I think stuff. an
3: important I mean, fact, too, that we got to remember, too, is you're. it's okay to fail, Okay. Uh, I think some of the best lessons, I know, I'm not going to say, I think I know some of the best lessons in my life is when my dad let go of that bike for the first time, I didn't wear a helmet, and I survived. I hit the ground, but I still survived maybe maybe a few less brain cells, but I made it. So I think it's partly of that, part of that is, hey, we're going to have to, you know, fail a little bit. And it's okay if you do. Marty always used the acronym, you know, first attempt in learning. You know, that's what fail stands for. And that's, he's spot on with that. For me personally, I think it goes back to the person individual. Every transition is different for the individual. Every single person is going to transform differently. So for me, it had to start with me. It only took me about 40 years to figure that out, though. That's the bad thing, right? It took me that to figure it out. I needed to look at myself first, do that self-assessment, hold myself accountable, read some great books, Ego's the Enemy by Ryan Holiday, read that book, changed my life, Met Marty now here, now we're here
0: Wow
1: no, but I think what's so uh, encouraging about that too James is a I mean I, your 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 candor is just you know amazing so uh, applaud for that courage but b man uh it may have taken 40 years to get aware bro but look at the transformation in just a couple of years I've known you since right I mean so for me the cool part about that is if you're listening out there gang, it doesn't matter how long it takes you. Right. But once you become aware, awareness is the first step in changing your behavior. Once you start to apply yourself, your behavior will change rather quickly. And in just a couple of years, you could be making the impact that you've always thought you wanted to be making, or be making the impact that when you took the uniform off, you lost. You wandered around the drain in your head circling, thinking, Man, I'm not, I'm not doing what I used to do. I'm not making the difference. I'm not maybe not in that same manner or method. But you can go make an impact somewhere. I guarantee you there's somebody somewhere hurting for what you can bring to them. You just got to get it to them.
3: I tell you what, Doc, the last time that you and I spoke, I don't know if you remember this. I remember it because it, it, it helped impact me. My father was riding with me. We were driving. From right. North, my, we were going from North Carolina in a, in a truck, right? And the truck was not fun to drive. Driving it from Raleigh, North Carolina to Louisville, Kentucky. And during that time, you and I had a conversation. I was leaving a business that I was not happy with. But you know what? Your words of encouragement just you know made an impact. So you never know when those words are going to make a difference in someone's life, and they mean a lot. So I just wanted to say thank you while we're on this, too. So I appreciate You're that sure, motivation. You just you know talked about the transition and transformation of myself. I'm just glad that someone's noticed, besides Marty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's been so much i hope that i hope the listeners are go back pause rewind and listen to some of the stuff there was a whole nother acronym in there that you guys threw in uh rest i think it was as well yeah and it was yeah, uh so
2: rest is one of the things that that i started to tell my officers my last job in the military i was in charge of all the modeling simulation for the u.s army so the officers I mean, we, it comes to our eight-week course in washington dc you can imagine And usually we were in the height of the war, right? So we needed to just relax. But I would tell them, look, you're here and I want you to rest. But rest is not what you think it is. I need you to read. And I need you to read professional books, but also read some mind camp. That way you can just kind of relax. I need you to exercise. Exercise, not necessarily just so you can pass the Army uh, physical fitness test, but also so you can uh, fight decrepitudinous, if that's a new word I just made up. Uh, But you got to do that because that's going to help you, and that's also the best way for you to simulate going in a dark place and having a conversation with yourself. If you're a distance runner, you've done these runs, pick up the pace. You're like, I can't hold this pace. Yes, I can. And you're having those conversations that you're going to have similarly in life. Sleep. Sleep is, it's hard. It's easy to say hard to do. I don't sleep at night. The VAs VA try to give me all these drugs, give me machines, and it just doesn't work. But if I do hard PT, and then I do the sleepy time bear, and you know, some melatonin, it, it does help me sleep. Uh, and that's critical. And then think. Take time to think. Uh, one of the things I learned as a second lieutenant, I just left, enlisted life and came over to become an army officer and when we were in the officer basic course our our sergeant told us he goes look this hand mic to this radio can be very, very dangerous if you don't do it right I'm like how hard is it i'm just squeezing the hand mic He goes, no i need you to uh think push talk compose yourself and think about what you're going to say and that's even if you're in an interview situation, and you don't know it, you don't have to blurt the first thing out. You can say, "Yes, I like that question. That's a great question." Oh, that reminds me of this time. There's some fillers that allows you to think about your answer before you blurt it out, and gets rid of all the ums and the ahs as you are responding. So, read is uh, rest is read, exercise, sleep, and think.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great, and I love the uh, think, push, talk. I mean that that is gold just on its own as well. And then James, I mean, way to bring it in with the wisdom of don't maybe use the battle buddy theory for transition. Like we always we, we love partner in crime and misery loves company. And I think, hey, ha- have another person with you. But how, how much better is it to have somebody that already got on the other side of it? And then you don't get what's, you know, the group think of, well, this guy just went and worked for the oil industry. So that's what I'm going to do. Does that even something that you want to do? Like, or was that just you're doing it because it's going to get you to that next paycheck and you're trying to remove the fear. But in doing so, you're also removing your freedom. Like it's kind of that way. It works. So I I really picked up on that. And then I think it was Marty, you said something about reps, right? You got to get your reps in. Right. You You want to bench 250? you probably don't walk in the gym and just throw 250 on the bar, right? (laughs) You probably better start with 135 and work your way up. So I I really, I mean, both, all of the wisdom in this show, I don't know that that we're gonna be able to get it all in and hopefully everybody's got it and unpacks it. uh, And it's gonna be a rewatch for sure.
2: One of the things when you talked about mentors, one of my best mentors was not in the military. I actually met him on a plane coming back from an IT security conference in Orlando. And we've sat next to each other and talked the entire time back to DC. And Eric is, uh, he was a senior vice president for, for booze. And then he worked with Deloitte. So he's at the senior vice president level. And, but he didn't do anything in the military, but he helped me find out because I was going to take advantage of the career skill bridge program great program, but I was going to do like everybody else. or well, not everybody else has, I, I might've been the only one, but Hey, I'm really good at this. Let me go in that because that's the job I want. And he said, dude, do your own internal SWOT analysis, strength, weakness, opportunities, and threat. What do you suck at? Just like you're talking about if you're doing CrossFit, if I suck at double unders, then do double unders. Right? So uh, he said, what are your weaknesses? What do you suck at? And then go find an internship to help you get better at that. So when you transition, that's no longer a ding. It's now a plus because I just did this six-month internship. And now I know sales, marketing, and how C-suites work. So I basically got an MBA in six months because I was working with as a project manager with the C-suites. And working on their development and sitting in their meetings, where I could have just gone straight into modeling and simulations and known everything that I already knew because I've been doing it for a decade. So I I did my internal SWOT analysis, found what I sucked at, and just like double unders, which I still suck at, I just went and did
1: that though. We get that. So for those of you uh, listening and watching out there in MTA Podcast Nation, so, you know, Marty and James can help you. Uh, we know lots of veterans, right? They, they, We hear it all the time in transition. Hey, I'm going to get out and go work for a contractor. Or hey, I'm going to get out and go start my own thing. Doing what? Contracting. I mean, what else would I do, right? <laughs> okay. Be that as it may. So if you need help with the marketing, what do you sell? Who do you sell it to? What benefit do they get? Why would they buy it from you over anybody else? If you need help with that basic message, these guys, James and Marty, man, they, the marketing made simple. The Donald Miller, they've been through the courses. I mean, these guys can help you grow a business. They've done it in only two or three years. You know, best-selling podcast. I mean, these guys will help you get it dialed and get get ammunition on the target. However, you've heard Marnie say it a couple of times. You've heard James share personal stories. Whether you like it or not, and they don't teach us this in tap class and they don't teach us this in any of our basic stuff. They don't teach us how to sell shit. You don't have to sell a thing in the military even in your promotion boards you need to sell yourself but a lot of that happened on the papers before you got to the boards you know what i mean as long as you look squared away when you walk in you're 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 halfway home right transition is selling yourself you're the first product in the city if you're going to have to sell so if you are in transition where do they get a hold of you guys where do they get the pdf you guys like how do they how do they get mentorship from two cats that not only have done it but can help them do it effectively
2: yeah so our so our website is um, is uh, go.jtf214.com and that's free it's yeah. absolutely free and every single month we give free classes on and it's it's marketing but you're marketing like you said you're marketing yourself and the the way that funny story the way I fell into story brand, was because I was in the Army and I needed to market myself. I was part of a, a, a joint task force, combined joint task force, and response, responsible for Iraq and Syria. I'm a staff primary as a major with 19 general officers. I was not getting a seat at the big boy table. How did I make that happen? Was I read this book, Great Americans Send Us Care Packages All the Time, and one of them was business or uh, building a story brand. And I learned about the hero that has a problem, interest the guy with the solution, call to action, blah, blah, blah right? And I said, this may work. <laughs> so when the boss, the, the, the 3 stars, said, hey, Marty, let's do a walk and talk real quick. What do you do? And I said, sir, because I thought this is, my, this is my moment, I'm gonna try it. So sir, <laughs> you ever have those days where you've sat in about a, a thousand meetings, made about 10,000 decisions, And send as many emails, and then it's not until you lay in your bunk at night and you wonder, did I make the best decisions for our men and women that are forward right now? And he said, "Absolute, that's what I do, sir. I help streamline information so that decision makers like yourself make the best decision with the right information at the right time. I'm your knowledge management officer. I made it. I utilize marketing concepts." And applied it to my elevator pitch to get me a seat at the big boy table because i looked at the boss as a hero and had a problem that i could solve and my solution was dashboards, portals you know all the sexy stuff but it got me a seat at the table so So i'm
1: the guide on the side i'm yoda you're luke skywalker i'm gonna prep you for the dark cave and when you come out the other side you're gonna go save the galaxy that's what i do
2: that's exactly yes exactly and so there's, so we put this on there, so if you, if you go to our website, go.jtf214, and you're like, eh, I don't know if I need this sales scripts that close. Bro, you're, you are the sales script. Right. You need to just dial in, and you can see it because of the fact that James, I, and I are military. We do a lot of transition, and because of the fact that we work with veteran entrepreneurs and small business owners, there's a lot of transli- uh, transition as we go back and forth. This month, we're talking about how to recession-proof your small business. Um, so we're, we're doing these every month, but last month we just did a plea generating assets. The concept is the same and how we can help. But worst case, get on there and you can reach us, you can reach us on there and we can set up a one-on-one well. Perfect, man,
1: perfect,
0: wow. And if you wanted our
2: PDF, it's jtf 214com forward slash ranger.
0: Nice, wow, that's a lot, man. You guys, it, it's been such a cool pleasure talking with you. I know there's so much more to unpack here. But as we start to wrap this up, what's the last like parting thing? You know, we'll start with James that you want to inject to a transitioning veteran. Like what piece of advice would you give them as they begin this journey?
3: Uh, for me personally, just my advice would be, uh, I'm you know, I, because of Marty, I've been able to get back in the books, right? So I would like to just talk about the, one of the, one of the best quotes that I've ever heard. It was, uh, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Marcus Aurelius. The obstacle is the way. You're coming to an obstacle at the end of your, your trip here and your transition. If you don't take action, you will fail. So you're going to have to take action. It's not just about words. Don't look, you know, Sergeant Major, uh, Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Major, um, I just went blank, Marty. all. Oh. Sergeant Major Hall told told us best. He said, look, we're not looking for a hand out. We are looking for a hand up. But in order to get a hand up, you can't be coming and approaching people with your hands out. So that would be what I'd say.
0: Beautiful. I love it. I love all the books you guys have brought, too. I mean, that's one of the questions that uh, Doc and I always ask everybody. And usually we have to pull it out. But you guys have got a litany of different books and some of them just sound amazing, so I, I actually need to go read a couple of them. All right, Marty, same question to you. What, what's that singular piece of advice that you would say? I know we've been giving it and drift yeah. throughout the whole show, but where do they start? Like, give, if, you're give,
2: two, yeah, if you're two years out, you need to start transitioning right now. You need to start documenting all your ouchies and boo-boos. If you grew up in my world, you couldn't go on sick call because you were a slacker. Get it all documented. Start your transition, do all that stuff, go to your tap class several times if you can, uh, because there's so much stuff in there, start doing that. From the transformation perspective, start networking, get into those LinkedIn groups of what you want, reach out to mentors, join uh, groups like Vets to PM, American Corporate Partners, you know, find the mentors that can help you. I started my transition two years out. And all I did was, and they would laugh at me because I would work from 5 a.m. till 18, 1900. And then I would get out of uh, my BDUs or utilities and I would throw on a suit. And then I would go into DC and do networking events and going to meet people and going to dinners, and just happy hours and stuff like that just to start to build my network. And the result was, I never did one job fair. I never sent out a resume. I did everything by then was referrals from people that I knew that got me to get where I needed to go because I had set, just like we said in the lead, right? Laser focused mindset, employ military superpowers, achieve speed through deliberate, decisive action, and I dominated my market because I knew what my mark was. And if you use those military planning principles of your current state is right now you're two years out in the military, desired end state is you want a job that's going to pay you well, that's going to make you happy. The problem statement is what's stopping you to get from A to B. Focus on that. You have two years to do it.
0: Wow. Wow. Floor is yours, Doc. I mean, I think that was excellent advice so far. Well,
1: and the target, I would just add the tin ring that you're focusing on is right in the middle of the Olympic rings, right? Like you you got to take that time to think, like Marty was saying, so that you can plan. That's my desired in state because they again they don't give it to you. The the next desired in state is not E nine or O ten. It's your in state. You got to figure it out, right? And from there you do military superhero powers. One of them is we have clear insight when we back plan, right? I mean, so you guys just. Amazing, uh, and and what growth for me! Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. You guys taught me to spell podcast two years ago. So what a what a cool mentorship moment it is. Jeremy's responsible for this whole thing, so you know, big kudos out to him all the time. You know, I, I'm the sidekick, I'm the Robin, he's the Batman. So uh so stoked to guys have you guys on here, man. Thanks so much for uh, coming out and talking to the folks. Uh
2: Thanks for having us on the show. We are truly honored, and, and we love our. Relationship with uh, Vets PM and and you guys, man, you guys are awesome. You know,
3: Doc, I just got to say, you know, thank you, humbled and honored. But I got to end it with this: Go Army, beat Navy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dog, we love it. So we we got
0: a lot of services. That's awesome. So I mean, that's the the inner service love, man. So great to have you guys. I think it's a really great show, and I think it's really going to pay a ton of dividends for everybody out there listening as they go back and really listen to all the different acronyms. Your your SkillBridge story of picking something that wasn't comfortable, I think that, I mean, we kind of glossed over that, but I've got an exact example of a guy who went into a SkillBridge doing something that he did in the service and it really backfired on him because he was already the expert. And so he walked in there like the expert. I know this, I know that, you're doing it wrong. Boom, you're fired. (laughs) That didn't fly not for a second. But now that he's doing a different one in a completely different field. So we took him from that one and we said, okay, here's an opportunity. You know, you blew that one. We'll dust you off, recage you, put Put you back in. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Right. Walk it off, son. So in in a whole different environment, boom, flourish, job offer, uh, now working. So it does work to get outside your comfort zone to pick something you're not an expert at it. It might just help you walk in the door a little more humble, to pop that rank off the shoulder so wow that that was a cool story i just didn't want to I didn't want to leave it at that because i I know that got buried in all the other knowledge. Thank so, you for tuning in for and spending a bit of time with us at the military transition Academy, powered by vets to p m if we picked your interest, but you want more details, please head over to the website vets2pm.com and see if we can help prepare you for a better tomorrow or a future meaningful and lucrative career.